My name is Volker Kruger from Van Verden Dafür Tönis. I try to specialize in the winding up of deceased estates. I indeed regularly attend to such tasks. And uh, then from time to time, there are businesses in the deceased estate which have to be taken care of. And uh, sometimes it unfortunately appears that there wasn't proper planning done by the deceased to ensure that there's a smooth takeover of the fears of that business. So the purpose of this discussion is to give you a couple of points that you could take into account when you do your planning, specifically in respect of a business that needs to be taken over by your family. I compiled a list of eight tips that I would like to share with you. Firstly, when the relevant business is run in the name of a company, I would suggest that a proper shareholders agreement be drafted and signed by the shareholders of the company, if there are indeed more than one shareholder, where at the very least there should be a so-called buy and sell agreement. Now, such an agreement caters, amongst others, for the surviving shareholders to have an option to buy out the shares of the deceased shareholder. That then ensures that the surviving shareholders can carry on with their business and that they do not have to work with the family and the heirs of the deceased who they probably don't know and who probably also don't, much, don't know much about the business. So uh, what we would typically also consider doing in such a case is to take out life insurance for the, uh, on the deceased's life to ensure that there are indeed funds available for the surviving shareholders to buy the shares of the deceased shareholder. So they are happy because they can take over the shares and carry on with the running of the business. And the family, the beneficiaries of the estate of the deceased are also happy because they get the money instead of the shares in a company that owns a business of which they probably don't know much. So that's number one. Number two is I advise my clients to compile a list of practical guidelines in respect of the business for their family. Such uh, guidelines can be drafted in layman's terms. They're not part of the will of the deceased, and they would contain simple pointers to uh, assist the executor, who probably has very little knowledge of the running of the business as well, and also the family to ensure that everything can be taken over smoothly. Such pointers could, for example, include who the key staff members of the business are, who the executor can, for example, trust to make sure that the finances of the business are carried on uh, properly, and also that the staff of the business is managed uh, properly by, for example, a key uh, personnel manager or a key staff man manager that would know how to deal with this stuff. So those practical pointers can uh, go a long well, uh, can go a long way to ensure that the executor can properly take over the business and ensure that the uh, damages are limited because of the passing of the uh, deceased. Then another scenario, uh, number three, is where the Deceased was running his business together with, for example, one of his children. Let's take the scenario where the father was farming together with his son. And let's say the uh, deceased, the farmer, is married 
in community of property with his wife. Now, you would often see a, a, a desire of such an estate planner, the father, to ensure that the farm already after he has passed away goes to his son. In other words, not to his wife or to any of the other children, but rather to the son who is farming with him. Now, to get that done where he is made in community of property is not as simple as one might think. Unfortunately, and that's one of the disadvantages of a match in community of property, everything that is in his name actually also belongs to his wife on a 50-50 basis. So if he wants to leave the farm and the farming enterprise to his son, he would have to do a joint will together with his wife and cater for the farm to be transferred to his son and then also for the massing of their uh, estates, the massing of their estates. Uh, in other words, to ensure that the 50% of the surviving spouse, the wife, can also be transferred to the son. Now, the surviving spouse, in terms of our law, actually has a second opportunity to reconsider the massing of the estates. She can either adiate or repudiate the joint will after he has passed away. If she adiates the will, then the farm can indeed be, be transferred to the son. If she repudiates the will, then only the 50% of her husband, the deceased, would be transferred to the son and not her 50%. So, uh, yeah, that uh, 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 means that there's a scenario that is not that easy to take care of. So proper planning is uh, necessary. One should also consider the tax implications of such a, a plan. So make sure that if you are in such a position, made in community of property, and uh, you want your son to inherit your farm after you've passed away, you need to get proper advice. Number four, should you be the only director of uh, your company, you should perhaps consider appointing someone else as director as well, so that if you pass away, the surviving director can still carry on with the running of the business on a day-to-day -day basis. This uh, is particularly important in uh, our times that we are living in at the moment. Unfortunately, it takes really long to get letters of executorship from the master of the High Court, and consequently, the executor can often not timelessly attend to appointing a new director, which he, in principle, is entitled to do. So uh, having a further co-director, uh, obviously someone that you do trust on the board of directors, can assist to address that situation. The same applies to signing powers at the bank. If uh, you have a bank account for your business, either in your personal name or let's say it's in the company's name, uh, you should maybe consider giving someone else who you trust, obviously, signing powers in respect of that bank account so that they can carry on using the funds after you've passed away. If you are, that's number six, a member of a close corporation that owns a business, you could perhaps also consider converting that close corporation into a company so that you can follow the plan that I explained earlier to have a further director appointed on the board who could then carry on with running the business after you've passed away. Those first couple of weeks after someone has passed away are obviously crucial when uh, you need to save that business. Make sure that you keep your clients. Make sure that the operations of the business can carry on as uh, far as possible 
and specifically also until the letters of executorship is issued. So it's uh, certainly very important to make sure that you have proper plans in place for that period of time. As I mentioned before, number seven on my list is the fact that you can actually, uh, as executor, arrange for a director to be appointed um, for the company as soon as the letters of executorship have been issued. So if that has indeed happened, then uh, obviously the executor can take the necessary uh, steps. Then just a final pointer, I gave you the example of, uh, earlier of a farm. Uh, very much the same principles apply to any other business that you want to, for example, leave to your son or another child of yours, whether it's in the company's name or in your personal name. If you are married in community of property, you need to get proper advice. You need to make sure that you have a joint will. You need to um, uh, give the surviving spouse opportunity, the executor, to ideate that will so that that uh, business can be transferred to the relevant beneficiary. Right, that's my eight uh, tips on um, anyone who owns a business and to, wants to do proper estate planning to ensure that that business can be smoothly transferred to the beneficiaries of his estate. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.